0: Bow your heads with me for an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful and we're so thankful for the privilege and surely the great blessing you give us tonight, this day, this hour, to come together in one accord and one purpose to exalt your name. I thank you, God, for the opportunity that you have blessed us with to be together tonight. I thank you, God, for answering prayer in the lives of so many people today, Father, that we've heard from. But, God, what I thank you for Most of all is in knowing, God, that everywhere we go, no matter how far we go, no matter how many years of life that we travel, you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us, Father. Lord, that is a promise that is in your Word that you give us from your tongue. And God, I thank you for that tonight. I pray, God, for those that we've heard about tonight that need a very special touch from a righteous and a mighty God, I pray for those, Lord, that are preparing to have medical tests done, Father, this week even, that, God, You would intervene before the medical visit even takes place and clear and heal and provide the good result, God, that we know You will. We thank You, God, for those that are in the hospitals. We thank You, God, for those that are sick and shut in that we know are not able to be with us tonight in this service. We would just ask you, God, if you would lift them up, you would strengthen and encourage them. Father, most of all, we ask just as we do for our own needs each day. Father, may you have your will and your right away in every area of our life. We trust you, God, with each breath, as surely we're only a breath away from eternity. Lord, we trust you, God, today for every heartbeat as we're only surely one beat of our heart from eternity. We ask You, God, tonight that You would just pour out Your strength and grace. We would ask You, God, tonight that You would send forth the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost into this service meeting that we stand in tonight. God, may You be praised and always glorified and exalted. For we ask it all and we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I want to ask you if you would to turn with me in the New Testament book of Romans. I will be in tonight in Romans chapter five. Very familiar verses to many of you maybe. Very powerful verses that speak of the cause and the downfall of man. One word, sin. And that's what I want to share with you tonight, what God's Word and what Paul writing to the Roman people, the church, as he speaks of the sin that came and entered in through one man. Romans 5 verse 12 is where I begin. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered in to the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. What he's speaking of here is so clearly the fallen nature and the sin death of Adam. You see, whenever Adam received sin upon him, at that point, he became not an eternal, but a living man that would fall as well as you and I one day if the Lord tarries His coming, we'll fall unto death. Death of this body and of this flesh. He continues on here. And death by sin... And so death passed upon all men, which means all mankind, for that all have sinned, as all have sinned. Romans 3.23 is a very familiar verse that we should all have memorized, and it goes like this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You know, some of the deepest theological conversations that i ever have with certain denominational people in different church bodies is how they perceive sin how sin has a direct or an indirect effect on their lives uh, i know people that teach and i know pastors that preach that they're immune to sin because god repels all the sin from their life i have problems with that understanding I don't think that's what the Bible teaches. I believe, I believe, if Paul the Apostle, if he weren't as well as you and I tonight dealing with sin, I believe the thorn in his flesh would have never been a thorn in his flesh. Would you agree? Because the Word of God said, the Lord spoke unto him and told Paul, said, Paul, I'm not going to remove that, but I will rather give you the grace to bear that in your life. I think that's another fine testimony in the Word of God as to the fact that every day each of us will encounter sin in our life. One of the prayers I've heard prayed many years of my life has always been, Lord, please forgive me this day of my sins and my shortcomings. Some of you may have prayed that today. I know I have prayed that today because every day I struggle with sin in my life. I struggle not because I have not been forgiven of my sins. you hear me? I have been forgiven of my sins, but it doesn't make me immune to the sins of the world. They're present every day. And that's what I want to be clear about because so many misconceive, I believe, what the Word of God really expresses and teaches in these verses. It says in verse 13, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed, meaning a part of, when there is no law. Speaking of the law given, we'll speak of it as the Ten Commandments maybe, or we'll speak of it as the laws of Moses. What speaking of as the law, you see, the law cannot cleanse us and the law cannot purify your sins. What the law does is gives you a marker, beloved, so you can see and have your sins to be brought forth and to be realized how they line up with the truth of God's love. You see, the law cannot save you. If I lived every one of the Ten Commandments perfectly from the time I drew my first breath until the last, the best I could end up with would be legalism. Because you see, still, without the saving grace and the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I would still be imputed unto the law and not unto salvation. I would die a sinner. As we look forth here in verse 14, it says, "...nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after a similitude of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of Him that was to come, speaking of that of Christ. It says in verse 15, "...but not as the offense, so also is the free gift." One of the first mentions that we see of the free gift of eternal life in the New Testament. The free gift it speaks of. You see, if there's one thing that many get so misconstrued in their doctrine... And theology, beloved, is that the gift of eternal life is a free gift offered unto you and me and all in this world. You see, a free gift is a gift that cost you nothing. But it does not mean and ever will mean that a full price was not paid as it was on the cross through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on behalf of your sin debt and my sin debt each day. Praise God for the fact that His Son bore our sins on that cross. Verse 15, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Meaning the fact that with the shed blood of Jesus Christ, not only one man's atonement is made for another man's atonement, but through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the atonement of our sins is made through many or through all, as the Word would read. It says in verse 16, "...and not as it was by one that sins, so is the gift." For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto, and I love this word, justification. Unto justification. Unto the justification of the sins in your life and the sins that have been present in my life. Justification of sin. The justification of the gift. You see, it says in verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reigneth by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Once again, Paul makes it completely clear to the Roman people that even though we have many that have sinned, all have sinned, we still have one atonement through Jesus Christ our Lord. One atoning. It says here in verse 18, "...therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came unto all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift, the free gift, hear me, came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners." Speaking of Adam, the fallen nature. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Doesn't that answer a lot of theological questions that maybe some of you have wondered your whole entire Christian life? How can one, one person, how can one atonement be the perpetuation of the sin debt of all of mankind? You see, there's a very simple answer there. Not only was Jesus Christ the Son of God. Jesus Christ also is God incarnate in flesh. You see, God made atonement through His Son, Jesus Christ, that day on that cross, on that hill we call Calvary, where He bled and He shed His precious blood and He died on behalf of your sin, debt, and mine after God the Father placed upon Him the sin, debt, and burden of the whole world, and that include the past, the present, and beloved all of mankind in the future, if they'll just receive and trust and have upon themselves received the forgiveness of God's sin. It says here, if we look in verse 20, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. Praise God for that. Grace of God. We hear the word grace so many times, don't we, in church? We hear it so many times when we hear it preached. What is grace? Truly, what is grace? This past Sunday afternoon, uh, I spoke to another group in this same facility, and, and when I spoke to them, one thing I spoke to them about was God's grace. And you know, what I wanted them to understand, beloved, and I want you to understand, we're surely in this modern age, we're living in a period of God's grace. God's unfathomable grace. What I mean by that is a grace that's so deep and and, and so full that we can't ever begin to imagine how good God's grace really is. You see, God's grace we read about is sufficient in every need that we have. Amen? God's grace is so sufficient that during this time of grace that we now currently live in, praise be the name of God, God's grace will cover your sins through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Through the grace, the unferited, unmerited favor of God, we understand is what grace truly is. Verse 21, it says, "...that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord." Again, that verse, listen carefully. That as sin hath reigneth unto death. You see, beloved, for a believer, sin has no hold on you at the time of your death if you're a believer. Did you hear what I say? Don't mix the words up. Very important. At the point of your death and my death, if we die as a believer, under the shed blood of Jesus Christ, sin no longer is a part of our life, praise God. But until that day, you will be in the presence of sin you will walk, you will see, you will have partitions in your heart and life that are affected by the presence of sins in this world. You see, if there's one thing that Satan will never do is leave you alone until you have made into the presence of God. And you have been forgiven. That verse again, "...that as sin hath reigneth unto death, which is where we currently live, even so might grace..." That word grace again. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, so many I think understand and believe and misbelieve sometimes about how God's righteousness and how God's grace is manifested in each of our lives and our hearts. There's people that believe for us to have the unmerited, uh, the, the un undeniable favor and grace of god we seem to have to some think uh, go out and do everything you possibly can to please god uh, some also think and believe through their doctrine that until they keep doing great and great and greater things each day as far as helping someone else they'll never receive the blessing or the gift from god You see, that's all a farce in a sense. You see, they are not the primary cause of our salvation and our forgiveness. Beloved, I want you to know that they are a result of our salvation and our forgiveness. They are a result of our salvation and of our forgiveness. You see, what happens on the inside of you the day that the Lord Jesus Christ forgives you and me of our sins, what happens on the inside of our spirit that day, sometimes it takes a while to manifest itself or on the outside. Wouldn't you agree? I had a situation some probably over ten years ago, maybe eight or ten years ago, where I had a lady that constantly I prayed with and prayed for. And you know, I was with a, a couple other people. It was another lady there and a, and a couple other gentlemen there. It was, a, it was a Bible study that I was involved in. And every time, it seemed like every time whenever we were through with our Bible study, she'd always ask a question and it always would erase my thoughts about whether or not she was forgiven. Because she would ask some of the most unusual questions. She would ask some of the simplest questions that I believe a child should have already understood. But yet, she asked the questions anyway. And I asked God every service, every time I was in that Bible study and led it, I asked God, God, give me the grace that I need. And give me the favor, God, that I need through your grace and through your righteousness, Father, so that when those questions are asked, I can give her the answer, God, just as if you spoke them to her own heart. You see, I didn't want to give her or you or anyone else, even a child, an opinion of what I believe. It's all about what God's Word speaks to us. And so many times people will live off their whole life of the doctrine of what someone else that was misled has taught them. There is no greater teacher than the Holy Ghost. Amen? There is no greater book to learn and study in than the Word of God. But so many times people become reliant on what other people teach and what other people say and how other people live their lives. You know, that's why I think so many times this lady I speak of in this Bible study had become so far off of that narrow path. Because she believed with all of her heart that for this minute she was saved and for the next moment she was lost as anyone in the world. And you know, it took a lot of meetings and it took a lot of prayer. took a lot of talking to her to, to try to find out what that was all about. And it all stemmed from a, from a situation where her father was an alcoholic. And her father was in church every Sunday morning. But stayed with a bottle in his mouth all the way to midnight on Saturday night. But he was in church Every Sunday morning she said he was a deacon in his church and she got to it and got to see it how on Sunday mornings he was one of the most wonderful loving persons that you could ever see. But then she came out and shared that once church was over and my dad got back home and sat in an easy chair after a big lunch and he picked a bottle back up and he would continue his drinking all through Saturday. And every time she said that she tried to speak to her daddy, her daddy would just push her away and wouldn't have nothing to do with anything she had to say. And then finally there was one day she said that I confronted my daddy and told my daddy when I was a teenager, I was about 14 I think she said, she said I told my father, Daddy, you can't keep living like this because you're not pleasing God. And he made a comment to her which separated her and his relationship until the day he passed. He made a comment to her that what others didn't know didn't matter. And that caused that poor woman to be scarred in her emotions and in her spirit all the rest of her life. And I'm sure even today she still carries that rock of burden. What I'm telling you by that is this. Beloved, so many times we go and we're trying to look out and search for, which is human nature, to find out exactly what God's Word is and a full and and, and clear understanding and a precise understanding of what God's Word really says. The greatest way for you to arrive at that equation and retain that answer is for you to bow upon your knees and you open your blessed Bible and you kneel there and you call upon God and say, Father God, I'm going to ask you this time, God, if you will show me what these verses mean. God, show me what this text means. And Lord, show me how it applies to my own life. I challenge each of you that hear this tonight to do that. Don't go by what anybody else teaches or preaches to you. Sure, praise God for them if you believe they're in the truth and if they're preaching from the Word of God. But please, 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 on your own, on your own, beloved. Go back and read and go back and study the message and the the sermons you may hear on a Sunday morning and go back and open your Bible and you speak to your Father in Heaven and ask the Lord God to reveal to you the truth within that Scripture and that text. And I challenge you that God will because God loves you that much that He'll never let the truth be hidden from you if you call upon His name. Trust in the Lord God. With all your heart, the Word says. Lean not upon your own understanding. In all ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads? Thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the blessing You've given us today to come together. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful opportunity, Lord, to open this blessed book and share this word with these wonderful people. I would ask you, Father, if it be your will, just allow this word tonight, God, to go forth and never return void if it be your purpose. I thank you, God, tonight for the hearts and souls that are represented here in this meeting. I would pray, God, that you would just lift and encourage. I pray, God, that you would strengthen each of our hearts spiritually, God, in a way, Father, that you may be praised and glorified. Lord, I surely tonight could not close a service without an invitation in knowing that there may be some that listen to this message tonight, God, that are lost and walking around in a sin-cursed and a damned world, Father, the fallen nature of Adam that we have previously spoken on. Lord, I would ask tonight that you would just convict their hearts and their spirit, Lord, of their great debt of sin. Lord, surely tonight not a one of us is worthy of forgiveness, God. If we receive, Father, tonight what we truly deserve in our hearts as mankind, God, every one of us tonight would be residing in the devil's hell. God, I would ask You tonight to just convict the souls, draw back the backslider, Father. Bring forth those, God, that You know have heard the Word and have heard the truth and bring them back under Your fold, God, up under Your wings, God, and just covet them, God, and redeem them, God, through the shed blood of Your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, is my deepest prayer. Thank you again, Lord, for loving us. Father God, thank you for saving our souls from hell. Thank you for keeping your hands upon us. Thank you, Lord God, for leading, guiding, and directing us each day and surely this very day in this pathway we call life. And we'll give you praise and glory and honor, Father, for all things. We ask it all, we pray. In the name above all names, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.PraisingJesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.